Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap podcast. I'm your co-host Jay Rosales. I am in a slightly grumpy mood. My favorite baseball team is admittedly the Atlanta Braves and they just got destroyed. But that's okay because I'm joined by my buddies. How's it going, Dre? How's it going, Jay? Pretty good, pretty good. Luckily, I don't follow baseball, so I'm not feeling any sort of hardship right now. Jay, how are Same. you feeling? I was at a I was at a pub for a meeting, and I saw the score, and it was like sixteen to one in the bottom of the six. I was like, "Well, I, I, I I'm sorry, whoever's a Atlanta Braves fan, let alone you know, Jay, you're a Atlanta Braves fan, so I apologize." Yeah, that's all right. Um, it's it's much better to shift my focus back onto basketball and. And and talk reigning reigning champion Toronto Raptors. That's good. Hey, yeah. There we go. Look at that. You you can't even see the smile on my face right now. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, the trailer uh, of the championship DVD that they're coming out with? Glorious, dude. I had yeah. I had no idea Glorious. that they still make those, and I'm so happy that you know that that thing is gonna be in like the Walmart five dollar bin in like three months. But I don't care. I'm buying that shit full price. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> For sure, absolutely. Oh man, so good. And the other news I I, I caught this past uh, day or, or so is that apparently at the the home opener, the season opener, we, it's already a big deal. It's already the highest ticket in, in the city. Not only is there going to be uh, you know the the banner ceremony and the ring ceremony, apparently everyone who goes is getting a replica ring. No, I'm really. Like, That's what they did with like, uh, the nine hundred five when they won too. They got a replica ring as well. Sweet. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Oh my god! Can you imagine if they yeah. could, if they all like glow or? Uh, so I'm I'm a I'm a concert nerd, and now that what they do is they send out wristbands for everybody who's at the concert, and then for example, Coldplay, and then whenever they play a certain song, all the wristbands light up in a certain color wherever section you are, so yeah. you're kind of immersed in it. So could you imagine if like the rings did the same thing? That would have been cool. Just say, just throwing really, out their raptor. Well, basically, yeah. basically, if you touch five rings together, you either summon Captain Planet or yeah. Voltron yeah, Kawhi yeah, Leonard. Yeah. So, like <laughs> something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man! Uh, all right, well, we've we've reached the uh, Captain Planet uh, reference uh, quota of the day, so I think <laughs> that ends the pod for yeah, today. We're good for for the decade. Like, geez, talk about tired references much? Thanks, Dre. Uh, but. Anyway, uh, well, let's let's kind of let's bring it back to to the present. And, uh, you know, I, I recently wrote a piece for the Raptors, H, uh, Raptors HQ. We actually just came out uh, today, which we're recording this uh, obviously on a Wednesday. Um, and the piece was around how the Raptors match up against um, some of the foes in the East. So I broke down eight possible playoff foes and said, you know, how do we match up with them? Because as we learned last year, matchups matter right whether or not uh the the better team prevails uh, you you find your weaknesses and you expose them right so mm -hmm. um but while i was doing that piece a lot of surprises and what i mean by that is just scanning through the different teams and scanning through what their lineups look like i was shocked <laughs> at how much like player movement there was and I don't know where you guys were on uh, June 30th, but, you know, that was D-Day, right? That was yep. the day where Kawhi was going to announce. But really, like, everyone was moving. And there was so much to keep up with that, you know, you obviously, you remember it when it gets tweeted out. But, like, five seconds later, someone else is moving and you just forget it, yeah. right? So It was basically NBA Russian roulette. 
Absolutely. So I thought that a good way of starting off today's episode, because we're, we're about to get really deep into like some serious NBA discussion, mm. specifically <laughs> in portions of Asia. <clears throat> uh, let's lighten up the mood a bit because we, you know, recently, I mean, as just today, I, I posted an article on Raptors HQ talking about how the Raptors match up against several playoff, possible playoff foes in the East. And as I was scanning through each of the team's rosters, I was just absolutely shocked at how much player movement there was and how players are in new homes and who is where. And it, I was like, I can't be the only one. Like, you guys remember where you were June 30th? Like, that was a busy-ass day. We were all... It was like free agent doomsday, basically. It was. It was. And, and, you know, refreshing our Twitter and trying to find out is Kawhi staying? Is he going? Meanwhile, a second, a different player was moving. And, uh, you know, unless you have an amazing photographic type memory like Dre, uh, you, you probably don't remember where some <laughs> oh, of these don't. guys are. So I figured let's let's start things off here with a little bit of like who is where and uh, a little bit of a game here. So I'm going to um, first I'm going to ask you guys to name me any team. You'll each get, I guess, let's say two. You each get to name two teams, and I will tell you a player on that team probably forgot moved there or didn't even know we're there. And then I'll return the favor by giving you guys a couple of names, and you got to get guess what team they're playing on. I think this is going to be a fun way to start the episode. Uh, Dre, why don't you start off with the team here? Give me a team, and I'll tell you who's on their their roster that you may or may not have. You probably forgot. Okay. Uh because I've lost a little bit of touch with them, let's go with the Grizzlies. Let's go with Memphis. Ooh, Memphis is interesting. They had a lot of movement. A lot um, of movement. I'm going to go with um, their backup center. So we already know the JV is their center. Mm-hmm. But Miles Plumley is actually your guy you weren't sure was there. I don't even know if he was. He may have even been there before the offseason. But Miles Plumley is... Uh, I guess to my amazement, still on okay. Memphis. I guess if you want to go with more of the, the uh, the cookie cutter answer, the the, the tongue in cheek answer would have been Andre Iguodala. He's still technically there. Oh yeah, he <laughs> is the still poor guy. Right. <laughs> they won't let him leave. <laughs> so Memphis has, has it'll be interesting to see that because maybe even by the time this podcast gets released, he's he's no longer there. But for now, he's. He's a grizzly. <laughs> I only learned uh, that he was still there because of NBA 2K. I got my update. And he's like, oh, still there. <laughs> there you go. Jay, over to you. Okay. Name me a team. Uh, what about the Portland Trailblazers? They had... Hmm. All right. This one, let's go with a old guy, or should I go with a fantasy basketball guy? You choose. Uh, old guy. Pau Gasol. Is on the oh, yeah. uh, Trailblazers. Wow. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Holy, yeah. I can't imagine him in in red and white, red and white, black, a little blazer in front of him. I sweet. kind of can because didn't he have some time in uh, in San Antonio? He did. No, yeah, wrong? yeah, no, no, he did. So I like only picturing remember, him in like black is not too hard. I only remember that he was because of his Facebook. Otherwise, I would have never remembered that he was on portland yeah wow that is a strange transition all right uh dre i'm gonna give you one more team who you got who you want to know okay let's go with one that i'm not too familiar with let's go with 
Let's go for Indiana. Ooh, good pick. Ah, Indiana. One of the teams I previewed in my post. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, here we go. Jeremy Lamb. Is he actually? Yeah. And when I was doing the uh, the piece, uh, I remember I I had I typed in the letters. You know, I typed in Jeremy Lamb's name. And when I was writing it up, I was like, okay, I guess I have to link to the Someone on YouTube put a highlight together of both buzzer beaters that he hit against us. Uh, it was uh, not pleasant to put in the Why do you have to put that back in our memories, man? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have given you that name. But anyways, that's he's he's on the pages now. So, oh god, only see him four times this year. All right, uh, Jay, you got one more team, and then we'll okay. flip, flip it up, and I'll give you guys names. Uh, let's go with Cleveland. The, does it really matter who's on that that's team? True. I don't think anyone that's true. Cares. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's think of someone that's actually uh, not going to be <laughs> bottom tier. Um, what about what about Chicago? Chicago, Chicago. All right. This was a shocker to me only because he he's a pretty big name, and I think he'll he'll definitely help the team. I'm gonna go with Thad Young. Thad Young is, I mean, Thaddeus Young is in Chicago now. Yeah, Man. he's an underrated defensive star. And oh, yeah. like I feel like he was uh underrated in terms of like he allowed Miles Turner to become a defensive player of the year candidate. And now that he's no longer in Indiana, I think we're gonna see them really struggle on the defense. Well, not really struggle, but like they won't be number one as they were last year. That mm-hmm. young is low key always on my fantasy team just because he always brings some sort of like toughness and rebounds and blocks and everything. He he's like a he's a go to. No one's gonna pick him up. I'm gonna pick him up. Eighth round. I'm good with that. <laughs> you know. I love it. No, it's true. Great point. Um, <laughs> and I think he's he's also someone who always somehow ends up on on my team as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So now I'm gonna give you guys a couple of players, and I want you to guess where they've gone. Um. So to kind of get things uh, started, I'll, I'll try to start with, I want to say an easy, not easy one, but like, I'm going to hope that you guys get this. Okay. Um, actually, no. No, I want to challenge you guys. I don't want to give you guys easy ones. Uh, formerly of the Sixers, was traded last year to the Timberwolves. He's no longer with the Timberwolves, is the only hint I'll give you. Dario Saric. You can both guess. Oh, Go Lord. ahead. Ooh, oh, uh, I'm going to go with Detroit. I'm going to guess Miami. Uh, you both are in the wrong conference. <laughs> he is the starting power forward for the Phoenix Suns. Holy. Oh, the poor bastard. That sucks. <laughs> um, God, I feel like Charles Barkley right now. Okay, okay. Let's, yeah. let's get another. We, we got to get one right, Jay. We got to get one right. <laughs> exactly. All right, you got to get one right. All right. Now let's 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 shift over to a point guard. Um, another fairly big name. Let's go with Ricky Rubio. Oh, okay. That's the one I know. Uh, oh, okay. So Jay, you go Ricky, first. Then. Oh God, Ricky is in Indiana. He's uh, also Jay? on the Suns. There you go. Also on Damn. Phoenix. That one I know because I feel so sorry for him. That one I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I knew. I thought I got that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right, I got two. I got two more quick ones for you guys. Uh, then we got to get into some some more serious okay. news. But um, okay, so I mentioned him earlier. Um, 
kind of an underrated star on the Celtics. Um, but Aaron Baines, no longer with the Celtics. Where is oh, he at now? He's in... Oh, God. <laughs> this is so hard. Hey, Dre, you got to go first. You got to go first on this one. Oh, God. Uh, I I don't know for the life of me. Sacramento. Pff, I don't know. Ooh, um, Aaron Baines. I swear I was just listening to where he was. Is he in Portland? Guys. I'm sticking with the same team. This is still Phoenix. <laughs> oh, God. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I had a feeling, but I didn't want to say that. True question. True question. <laughs> I didn't want to just keep guessing Phoenix. Okay. We got one more. Okay. The last one, I got to, I got to get away from Phoenix. Okay. I got to get away. We from all Phoenix. have to get away from Phoenix. <laughs> yes. That's very, actually. All right. Uh, so for the, uh, for the last one, hmm. Who do I want to fool you with? Lopez's brother, Robin. Where is he at? Oh, I know this one. Oh, he's in Milwaukee. Uh, he's in Milwaukee yeah. with uh, with his brother. He's a buck. That's true. See, there you go. That was your... Uh, I remember I, I had actually forgotten about that uh, at the beginning of the... That happened early in the season, the mm. preseason, but uh, in the in the summer, so... Yeah, the team of brotherly it. love. It's got two uh, two Takupai. It's got two Lopes. <laughs> it's, it's it's the team of plural people. It's great. True. More shocking that that Milwaukee has two sets of brothers, or that Indiana has three guys named TJ. <laughs> Do oh. they? <laughs> that I didn't know. Some random trivia for you that guys. Is, so Indiana, Indiana already had a Leaf. And over the offseason, they acquired, they signed TJ Warren. And then to back up uh, Malcolm Brogdon, they signed TJ McConnell. So they're a team TJ over <laughs> in Indiana. Either the, the greatest GM or the worst GM. It's like, what, what, what <laughs> skills do these guys have? I just like TJ. It was my favorite character on <laughs> recess. That's what I'm going with, it's TJ. <laughs> That sounds like me as a GM, actually. But enough fun and games. We've got, uh, after that, a wonderful segment. Thank you for the idea, Jay. We should totally revisit it down the road. Um, We've got some serious uh, matters to discuss. So let's have at it. I think the biggest issue that's uh, surrounding the NBA now, which is really odd because usually at this time of the year, we're talking about, you know, preseason has started. We're starting to analyze new faces and new places as we've, kind of already alluded to here but the biggest news is coming out of china yeah uh jay you care to uh give us a little bit of a briefing here? sure okay so so i've been uh i've been thinking about this a lot and i've been listening to a lot of takes of from sports analysis from even like cnn and news analysis and like what this is all going on and like it's it's kind of hard to fathom because you're right jay um, during this time, it's almost like a lull. You're just like waiting for the season to start. You're wishing. You're you're thinking about your fantasy league. You're you're looking on like how many games you can't afford to go to, and like th- this is the time, right? This is the time to get ready for the NBA season. But something interesting is happening politically and globally um, to the NBA. So, if you guys have already seen, uh, there was some, uh, I guess misunderstanding in a way uh, in between the NBA and China. So we'll get into the whole facts and figures and everything like that. But I want to give you guys a little bit of a lesson of what's kind of going on uh, in China and Hong Kong, uh, because this is where it resides. This is what's the, what's the real problem here. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of 
uh, a lot of people not understanding what's going on. And I'm not here to tell you exactly I know what's going on because clearly I don't live here. I don't live there. Uh, but I do have family there. So it is kind of important to me. And I can't say that I know exactly what's going on. Um, but it's, it's good to know uh, kind of like why this is happening before we judge of who's right and who's wrong. Because at this point, I feel like nobody is right. I feel like everything is just in the wrong. But that's just my point of view. Again, I don't reside there, but I have a whole bunch of family that live there. And I talk to them countlessly and ask them what's going on, trying to get their side. And it's, it's conflicted, um, just like how it is here. It's conflicted when it comes to the age gap as well. So with all that said and done, I want to give you a little bit of a lesson. I don't want to get too political, but I think it's important, especially because, you know, we're as... As as a, even like a Raptors podcast, this is still the NBA, and this is near and dear to our hearts. And especially when it comes to China and Hong Kong, I am a, a, a second generation Chinese resident. Um, my parents are from Hong Kong, and they don't want to live back there. They don't. Uh, I ask them all the time why, but it's just because it's different. It's it's completely different. Um, so they gave us the they gave me the freedom to have this life and I thank them dearly for that and it's very important to kind of understand what's going on in their home hometown so a little geopolitical lesson uh in about a hundred years ago Hong Kong was under British colony and in 1997 the British gave back Hong Kong to China under agreement that allowed Hong Kong to high have a high degree of autonomy and democratic freedom which such as the right to have a uh, right to vote and freedom of speech. And this agreement was known as one country, two systems. So Hong Kong is part of China, but they have two different agreements. Uh, China, on the other hand, I think you guys know already is a very uh, authoritarian country, not allowing any form of freedom of speech, any opposing of any free speech against the government uh, from either press or social media. Uh, they don't want anything to do with anything negative when it comes to the Chinese government. Now, this is the reason why Hong Kong is protesting or protesting. Um, and it all kind of happened a year ago. So this is, <laughs> Jay, this is why we wanted to do something kind of light because it's gonna, it gets kind of heavy. So a year ago, a couple uh, from Hong Kong went to Taiwan for a vacation, but only one person came back. So the boyfriend confess of murdering his girlfriend uh, in Taiwan uh, a month later. The problem is that Hong Kong couldn't arrest him because he committed a crime in Taiwan. And they couldn't send him back to uh, Taiwan for trial because Taiwan and Hong Kong don't have a what is called this bill uh, an extradition agreement, which is uh, the jurisdiction is allowed to deliver a person who is accused of a crime to send them and deliver them to another jurisdiction to kind of go on trial. Uh, and now what they're in, in, in 2019, Hong Kong proposed that agreement, that bill, not only to, uh, deliver the accused to Taiwan, but also deliver them to anywhere in mainland China. So that bill threatens to give China more power over, uh, Hong Kong, infringing any Hong Kong's limited independence. So basically the protest um, is trying to not only the, the protest, what's going on right now is they already pushed back the bill, but what they want is is additional demands. They want to uh, completely eliminate the bill altogether because in 2047, Hong Kong will, or China will have a 
full control over Hong Kong. So they want to con- cut that bill altogether. They also want to inquire on police brutality, and they want the resignation of Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam. So that's a little history lesson of what's going on in Hong Kong. Uh, clearly, they've been in protest for about two and a half months or three months or so. So what brings us back to the NBA and why we're talking about it is because Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey, he tweeted, um, I, feel, I think like last Sunday or last week, he tweeted, uh, he tweeted a picture of some sort of emblem uh, and it said, fight for freedom, stand for Hong Kong. And now what and how why this is important is because the Houston Rockets are one of the most the biggest one of the biggest franchises. I think they're probably second in popularity in China, uh, second to the Golden State Warriors. And in China, the NBA all together, their revenue, I'm talking about streaming services, I'm talking about advertising, I'm talking about everything. The amount of money that China gives to or deals with the NBA is $4 billion. That's in the billions of dollars. And what China is saying is they don't, again, they, they are very authoritarian. They don't want anything to deal with uh, anything against the government. So when you have someone like Dara Mori saying stand up for Hong Kong, that is a no-no. That is a no-no in China. And right now you see a whole bunch of... Um, China, um, I guess, events going on in China that has to do with the NBA, um, the G League. Uh, there's a G League game that that is not being broadcast. There's a game between the Brooklyn Nets and LA Lakers that is not being played anymore. All I'm I'm talking about almost all of the Houston Rocket uh, paraphernalia and. Uh, uh, advertisement there is getting painted over or come down. You can't find any of it in Hong Kong uh, online or in China online. So this is a huge, huge deal when it comes to NBA. Four billion dollars. If you take that away in the NBA, they're talking about the everybody is not gonna the the cast space is gonna go way down, way way down. So I want to know. I want the reason why I want to talk about this because I want to know your opinions, guys. The, the NBA has always been forward thinking when it comes to, you know, freedom of speech and talking, talking or be, uh, empowering uh, everybody, uh, which is great. But then now, uh, because China has so much uh, equity in the NBA that it's kind of hard. It, it's all the, I guess, coaches and the players who are very outspoken don't aren't really saying anything. Uh, so now they're being criticized of saying, oh, because NBA is so forward thinking now, you now when it comes to your pocketbooks, now you're not saying anything when it comes to freedom of speech. So it's a really, really sticky situation. And, and I'm sorry for this entire rant, but it's very important for us to think about like, uh, this China, China is, uh, is so large that now that they're flexing their muscle against the NBA, the NBA is kind of pushing back, but also not. And if this, if, if this deal like cuts off, and Jay, I know you can talk about the numbers. This is a really, really, really big deal. So I'm sorry for, for the rant. Uh, I'll let you guys go. What do you guys think about this? It was a, a rant as much as it was a very informative um, uh, uh, I guess talk about a summer because I, th- I think all we heard, you know, up until this point, uh, I'll I'll be honest, like I, I'm not in tune with 
what's going on in, in terms of world news. So maybe I heard that there was protesting going on in China, but I never looked into it. And now that it's kind of reached North American soil due to Daryl Morey's tweet, um, yeah, I mean, this was very helpful. So thank you for that. Cool. Um, and, you know, some of the the numbers you throw out there are mind-boggling, right? The, the, the $4 billion valuation of NBA China. But in addition to that, uh, the, the main streaming platform that they utilize in China is uh, from a, a platform called Tencent. And earlier this year, they signed uh, a new, they struck a new deal with um, NBA China. Uh, five years, $1.5 billion. That's B as in, boy, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and and the, their reaction to this, so Tencent's reaction to this is, uh, we will stop broadcasting Houston Rockets games. That's not good. Um, the, the Chinese Basketball Association has suspended any operation or dealings with the Rockets. And, you know, mind you, the president of the CB of that basketball association is Yao Ming. So, like, we're, we're talking about damaging some, you know, uh, really long term and built relationships mm -hmm. over the years. If you think about how long ago it's been that, that Yao Ming has been in the league. And right? Yao Ming is heated, um, too. Like, they, there was a meeting between Silver and Yao Ming in order to get him to understand. Because, yeah, you're right. He is part of the, the Chinese Basketball Association. And and the, the fact that Yao Ming is part of the Hall of Fame, and you can just tell the roots that the NBA has with China. Like, this... This isn't going away. If people are thinking that this is going to go away in a couple of weeks, I don't think so. I don't think so. If Silver, what Silver is trying to do, and I applaud Silver for doing this because I honestly don't think David Stern would have. But he, at cool. first, he was saying, you know, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, he he didn't. He, basically, he wanted to say that there the ties between the American China are very are very strong, and but he wants to be he wants to stand up for his players and his employees and Daryl Moria is one of them. But at the same time, he understands the different viewpoints uh, of every situation. And sometimes that's going to uh, conf conflict with each other because at the end of the day, the amount of money that is coming in into the NBA is making the NBA survive. So it's like Dave, Dave or Adam Silver is saying, we're going to do us. In North America, you're gonna do you in in Asia in in China, and sometimes we're gonna collide. Uh, but at the same, he's not folding to China, but he's also standing up for his teams. So you have a lot of other other people that are very uh, outspoken, right? So you're talking about Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, LeBron James, even like Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, like the, the people who talk, uh, Carmelo Anthony talk about the uh, the government and everything that's happening in America. They're very outspoken. LeBron James's whole thing uh, about more than the athlete is to empower his athletes, right? And, and talk about these issues. And he single-handedly helped California sign that bill. Right to have the NCAA pay their players money or play, pay their players. So the fact that these players now and these coaches aren't saying anything says a lot. But also, but also, and this is where I want. This is where, where it collides. You can't tell you. You can't blame them for not saying anything because one, they're probably not 
uh, informed about what's going on in Hong Kong because they they have teams there in China and in Japan, like you know the Toronto Raptors, who are there to promote the game, right? But you also can't uh, critique these guys for not saying anything because in the first place, you know how much slander LeBron got for doing the more than an athlete. You know how much crap mm-hmm. that Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich are, get when they talk crap about uh, Donald Trump. But now it's like. Now you're saying like, oh, because now it's now it's uh, happening uh, globally and, you know, you're standing up for for China, who is uh, authoritarian. Oh, then now I'm going to like you can't have it other uh, any other way. Like it's it's more of a lose lose situation for these players now and coaches. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, with uh, don't say anything about America, but we want to know what you hear about what you think about Asia. I think that is like a whole us versus them kind of mentality. And it's a double standard, as you said, where it's, I don't want to hear our problems, but let's trash talk what's happening elsewhere. And why aren't you standing up? Because at the end of the day, what does it boil down to? It's American freedoms. It's the freedom of speech or whatever. And a league that's going to suffer now because somebody spoke out. It's it's weird because you can definitely see in a lot of, in this double standard, you can see a lot of, uh, I'm just going to say it, racism. Like, why is it... Like, Popovich says what he feels like all the time. And I think people like that should. But they're told to shut up and dribble when they're talking about the president. But when they keep tight-lipped because they're tired of being told to shut up and dribble with something like this, now all of a sudden they're supposed to stand up for Americans and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's, I think it's completely a revelation of something a little bit more hideous, but let's not go too too deep down that road. What I will say is on the topic of talking at all, it almost feels like how everybody kind of slanders Miss Universe pageants when they have those questions. And this is something that I only kind of thought about watching John Oliver. Everybody used to crap on the answers. They're like, wow, these people are so stupid. They don't know anything. But at the same time, it's like you're being asked and I only kind of thought about this when John Oliver made a joke about it. You're being asked to solve huge pressing world issues in 30 seconds on the spot in front of the world. Mm, of point. course, you're going to choke. And when it comes to something like this, unfortunately, nowadays, because everything is so touchy and everything is so particulate, I don't see a problem with society changing. So it's not about that kind of stuff. But when it comes to a very big discussion like this, it's so hard to fit something into 200 and whatever characters on Twitter. It's so hard to figure out how you want to be a part of the discussion on something that you might be only getting one side of because of the media. It's so hard. And this is why I think a a one tweet and your band kind of policy is kind of insane. How are you supposed to develop an actual intellectual discussion or stream of thought with zero characters with a picture with emojis you can't accurately convey what you're thinking with such simple means to the entire world so regardless of what was being sent out it's so tough because do can we truly jump on top of somebody and judge them for an accidental tweet or depending on how you feel about the tweet like it's just it's such a crazy thing it's the kind of thing where Instead, you need to have a sit down and a discussion, but unfortunately, we know it doesn't work that kind of way. And as you said, Adam Silver is 
treating it the best that he can. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, how do I stand up for our guys? Cause th this is where you have the time to kind of work in the gray area. How do I not lose this market, which would completely screw this, this league in a time where a lot of things are getting pretty broke because of the shifting tides of the industries and, and the financial markets. How do I not lose everything, but also not bowl over and assume that we can't ever say what's on our minds? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's insane, though. But at the same time, I think this notion of, unless it's like an actual attack or a harassment-based speech, like, a, like it's, it's something racial or meant with malicious intent, it's so hard to judge off of less than 250 characters. I, I truly think it is. So it's, 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 as you said, like, I don't even know where to, where to continue with this. Like, it's just such a, yeah. it's just, you can't define something like this. And that's why it's a conversation. You can't, you can't put this into a box and say, okay, this was a bad thing or this was a good thing. It's, it's just impossible. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's kind of too like, much, but I, I will say, like, numbers yeah. here to, to maybe put some things into context and maybe it'll, yeah. it'll hopefully help us, you know, figure out what's going on here. Uh, the, the current population in the U.S. is 330 million people. The reason I give you that number is because uh, according to some sources, the number of people in China alone who uh, digest basketball. I mean that in terms of like watching on TV, watching through digital media, watching on their smartphones. The number out of China alone is 800 million people to perform uh, taking in NBA basketball. So are we to assume then that 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 the higher ups in NBA China are going to just and cut ties with the NBA over over all this? No, it's not going to happen. It, it yes, it, it's ugly right now, and yes, it's a very very sticky situation for all parties involved. But I think at the end of the day, cooler heads will prevail. The dollars will end up speaking uh, and making decisions for everybody, um, and business will end up going back to as usual. Right now, it's just a very very awkward uh, situation. Awkward in terms of like how both sides are are handling it. I mean, we listed off already a couple of instances where um, is in China, right? We, we, we talked about Tencent. We talked about the CBA. But even um, as, as Jay was alluding to earlier, some of the, the, the sponsors who are associated with the NBA are starting to cut back a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the popular shoe companies there, Li Ning, suspended any operations dealing with the Rockets. And Li Ning, if, if anyone happens to know this, uh, is also the, the their sponsor. They have a 10-year contract deal or shoe deal with Dwayne Wade. Um, another popular shoe company, Alta, has suspended any operations with the Rockets. Uh, they're, uh, a Chinese smartphone producer, Vivo, has suspended business with the NBA. So I think that a lot of, uh, you're going to see this a lot in terms of suspending business. These businesses start to realize how much money is going into this and how much and this is like the most popular sport in china profitable so you know like i said there there will be some backlash but at the end of the day either new sponsors will come in 
or a new TV deal will come in or some other social media platform will take over and broadcast Rockets games. I think it's just a very awkward situation right now. But at the end of the day, by the time October 22 rolls around and we're celebrating uh, a ring ceremony in Scotiabank Arena, everything will have cooled down by then and everything will be business as usual in China. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but that's how I feel. I hope so. I hope that's where where it's going to. It's just thinking about where where this is right now and and who the NBA is dealing with. It's like I'm not I'm not trying I'm not here to say that, you know, the NBA is screwed. I'm not. I think that you're right. The the cooler heads will prevail. If you come to think about it, right? We're dealing with China and if you, what the numbers are true, what you said 800 million people are watching the NBA, the amount of people, the population in China I'm I'm going to say at least I don't know I'm throwing a number out there 60% 70% they probably don't want to say anything. In China you're not you're literally not allowed to. And in our case in in North America it might seem a little strange, right? And and it is. Um because you know how, why wouldn't you give, you know, your your people the right to vote, the right to say anything, the right to free speech. But the thing is we've been living it the, our entire lives. People in China and, and, and other places around the world have never had that freedom, so they don't know how it is, right? And so when you have someone like Daryl Morey, who is really, I'm sure he was just saying these, uh, tweeting, fight for freedom, stand for Hong Kong, because he has ties for friends uh, and, and standing for people, of his friends in Hong Kong too, right? But it's a completely different world that, that you have to understand. They are not about it, right? And it could be weird to us, and it is. But they are not about it. So the fact that these huge companies are cutting ties is is serious in my head. Like it's not it's not crazy to think um, someone like Tencent is going to cut ties because it's in their minds what they're doing is wrong. Just like how we think what they're doing is wrong. You know what I mean? It's I, I just don't feel like it's going to go away as quickly as we want it to. Do I think? Do am I am I opposing what Hong Kong is doing? No, I of course I'm I'm going to be there for free speech, but I'm not going to say whatever China is doing is is wrong because I can't say that. I don't live there. I'm not part of China. I can't I can't say anything. But I'm a part of here, and I know what I think is right. But I don't think what they're doing is wrong. You know you know what I mean? Um, I'm not trying to say that the cooler heads will won't prevail because I think they should. I just think that it's not as easy as that may seem. Well, it's funny that you bring up the fact that this isn't going to go away for a while because already South Park, they make all of their episodes within a week. They, they've made like a whole episode on like what's happening in China, which also includes, let's not forget, the huge film industry reception over there. And the focus on how movies are being catered towards the Chinese film markets because they reap in so much money from over there. So it was poking fun at Disney. It was poking fun at a lot of stuff. But basketball as well is something that they they kind of brought up. And guess what? South Park's not bound in China. Blizzard came out, like the video game company came out with some sort of a statement. And guess what? Now they're banned in China as well. So I don't know about basketball. But outside of basketball, which I know the Rockets thing was one of the first to kind of escalate this current wave, it's getting pretty hairy. And a lot of things are starting to to kind of try and egg on the Chinese government, basically saying, well, 
if South Park got into trouble, if Blizzard got into trouble, what if I do something like this and they try to test our luck, basically? So it's weird because you're seeing the NBA and Adam Silver trying to sort this out, figure this out, but you're seeing other companies really trying to see how far they can go with this kind of thing. And I don't know if that's that's fine for them, whatever, but I don't know if it's fine for the people hit by the shrapnel, like the other industries, the people over in China who might want to watch this show or play these video games. Like it's it's getting really dicey because you're finding a lot of people with money who want to play toe-to-toe with this, but you're seeing all of the consumers suffering in the end. Because let's be honest here, it doesn't matter if it's like the Suns or the Knicks or teams that I hate. There's fans of those teams anywhere. But let's be real, the Rockets have had a huge following for a very long time, especially in China with Yao Ming. You can't tell me there are people in China who want to watch, who don't want to watch Rockets. You can't. And now guess what? They can't. Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's getting really crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's I, I again. Um, I, I'm we gotta we gotta hit a break, but to me, um, this probably I hope it it goes away. Uh, I hope cooler heads prevail, and you know, I, I yeah, I, it's 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 hard. It's it's hard to think about uh, because of what's going on in Hong Kong, and and uh, again, listeners, I'm sorry if you, re- you if you've already gone this far, you're probably interested. Uh, which we are too, so I'm glad we can all kind of talk about it. But this is a talking point, and that's what we're here for. So uh, maybe this discussion will end, or maybe it will continue. But either way, we're here, we're listening, and we want to hear your thoughts too. But uh, let's hit a break, and maybe we can talk more Raptors. (laughs) 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 Oh, shoot. Anyways, thanks for letting me talk. All right, let's hit a break. I'd get one of those, but I could swear my mom already got it for me for Christmas. It's early, I'm guessing. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold off. You already um, bought yourself 2K20, man. Come on, you don't need another one. No, but the legacy edition, I don't have that. Ah, true, I only true, got true. the Davis edition. I've only got the brow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while while you guys listen to the break, uh, we were we were debating about what we should do because that was such a heavy topic. And I appreciate you guys letting me talk about it. I appreciate you listeners still here uh, because sometimes I get on a tangent and I apologize. But it was necessary for me, I, I guess. But the thing is, this is still a Raptors podcast and there is still exciting news to talk about, such as. One of our very own and our leader, Captain, oh my Captain, uh, Lowry, is extended for another year. Jay, you want to go through the numbers? Uh, yeah, he signed an extension. I mean, as we all know, he was um, one of three veterans that had an expiring contract going into this year. So, you know, that that kind of, we, we saw the effect of that in terms of, okay, we're used to the Raptors being hated on, but when... You know, your your quote unquote experts and pundits are saying, you know what, they might not make the playoffs because maybe they're going to trade Lowry and maybe they're going to trade Gasol and Ibaka. Well, Masai heard the message loud and clear and said, listen, and I want you to stay a Raptor forever. So, with that in mind, he signed him to a one year extension worth 31 million. Um, this is a um, something that. I first read about from Daniel Hackett over at Raptors HQ the the concept of okay, well, we have a ton of cap space next summer, but really, 
no one exciting. And everyone is saving their money for two years from now mm-hmm. when guys like Giannis and Paul George and Kawhi are all available. And um, the thought was just, hey, why don't we overpay Lowry now? And then in the summer of 2021, when we tr- go after one of those big names, um, that we can also sign Lowry back at a discount. So um, I, I kind of went on a little bit longer than I, I probably intended to, but the, the basic gist of it is an extra year. He's with us for two years now, mm-hmm. um, and that additional year is $31 million. So what are your guys' thoughts? Because you kind of heard already what I feel about it. Well, it kind of takes uh, Lau was probably like one of the top free agents for next year, right? And I want to I want to point out that I was I totally was wrong. I thought Giannis was going to be a free agent next year, and I'm totally wrong, and I apologize for that. But Lowry was probably one of the top free agents. You lock him up. You in my head, this is more like a legacy thing. Um, Ujiri probably wants to like show him the respect so Larry can mo- maybe give the respect back. Um, I don't think that anyone was going to give him 30 plus million anyways for the multi years that he wants. And this is kind of a win-win because 31 million for a what 34 to 35 year old player in this league, a point guard, you're not going to get that anywhere else. So I think that it was a good move for Lowry and especially his agent and a good move for the Raptors because he's going to be off the books in two years where we want to try to get one of these free agents. And yeah, I honestly, I think it's a win-win. I, I love Kyle Lowry. Anybody who's not a Toronto Raptors fan is not going to like Kyle Lowry. And I'm okay with that because I love Lowry, man. This is definitely a sign of gratitude. Uh, Masai obviously wants to have another championship eventually, probably sooner than later. But the fact that he's got one now, he's already fulfilled his promise. What he's doing now which I, I like a lot, actually. A lot of people value Kyle Lowry, Raptors fans anyway, value Kyle Lowry as possibly the all-time greatest Raptor. All-around package. Maybe not the most talented. Maybe not the most of, of a leadership role. But in terms of the whole package, he's got the heart. He can lead. He's very damn good when he needs to be. And most of all, he's loyal. So what I view this as is an incentive to allow him to be, as far as I know, the one and only guy who's like a revered Raptor to retire one day as a Raptor. Because we don't have DeRozan anymore. Carter's obviously long gone. And even if he came back now, it's not quite the same. Bosch is over with. And you could go keep going down the list, but to have this guy represent the front of the franchise. Look, he didn't start as a Raptor, obviously, but his best years were as a Raptor. Mm-hmm. And after this championship win, I view this, this was obviously an incentive to get him to want to stay and retire as a Raptor. And this was also a way of perhaps thanking Lowry Letting all the fans know, we've heard your talk, all of these rumors. We don't want him to leave. We're going we're gonna to hang tight to this guy. We want this guy to represent the franchise until he's finished and he wants to go, not us. And I guess after what happened with DeRozan, you know, this is perhaps Masai's way of saying, no, this time, this time we're hanging on to this guy. 
like I'm being honest with you, Spe- and this is how I'm going to be honest. Yeah, speaking of DeRozan, if he does ever uh, get tr- gets traded or signed somewhere else other than Toronto, if I had a heart just to just to you know, as a Raptors fan and as a Lowry and DeRozan fan, he's got to go wherever DeRozan is. That that's how he should he should he's going to retire or we're going to get his jersey retired in the um, Scotiabank Arena. But if he's going to play his last few years, it should be with someone who knows him the best. And wherever DeRozan is, I think that's where Lowry should go. Where, where like, you know, you've got like a buddy-buddy, you know, best friends or even brothers or whatever, and they end their careers together? Because I can't, I can't think of any. Well, Dwayne Wade and LeBron almost did. But then Dwayne Wade realized, you know what? Yeah, I'm not cut out for this. And he went <laughs> back to Miami. But they almost did. <laughs> That's true. Hey, we will have uh, Mello still uh, with, with one of these guys. Um, no, great great <laughs> points by by all, by by both of you in terms of, of, of Lowry and what he means to this team and, and what this extension means. Um, you know, as I said, I, I've kind of alluded to the the fact that I love this deal. Um, um you know, just to expand a little bit further on on what I was saying earlier is that, yeah, I mean, he is the best free agent that will be available next year. So we basically got a head start on that. Um, mm-hmm. This opens up a couple of other scenarios, though, too, because um, let's just say, as I was saying earlier, if if the Raptors were to consider trading one of their veterans, um, these expiring contracts on that road, we, the Raptors, would be behind the eight ball in terms of leverage. There wouldn't be a whole lot of leverage there because uh, if, for example, we were in a situation where we're not going to make the playoffs or we are underperforming um, and then these guys go on the block, teams would know that and what we would get in return is not going to be that great. Adding an extra year to Lowry's uh, contract actually benefits the Raptors because if he were to get traded and if that we were to go down that road, um, it's still a good value because teams like the Raptors aren't the only team that is angling to have cap space for 2021 and his contract ends in 2021. So like it, it it also works out for any team that would want to acquire him is okay. You got a, a veteran that's at the tail end of his prime, but still in his prime, still a valuable contributor who can contribute to your possibly title uh, contending team. So the Raptors can get back a little bit better value now than they would have before this extension was signed. Um, but again, we, we, I think we all could agree that he ain't going nowhere. He's staying here. Um, so let, let's not really take that one too seriously. Um, where this could get a little bit more serious is the uh, domino effect towards Fred Van Vliet. Mm. Does this mean... Um, that that Lowry will continue leading uh, at the point guard position and starting for the next two years. I thought this was going to be the possible transition for Fred VanVleet, the possible um, you know handing the the reins over to him, and he was possibly the 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 point guard of of our future. What do you guys think? Do you think this is this has a positive negative effect on Fred VanVleet? Does this motivate him? Like, hey, I got to prove myself. Still, I got. I'm. I'm the point guard of the future for this team. Like, positive or negative for Fred Van Vliet? Um, I, I think playing with Lowry is going to be a positive regardless because they have such good chemistry together that even if he plays under or as a starter for Fred Van Vliet, it's going to be beneficial because this is the thing. Lowry, like what Dre is saying, with every all the contrib- every contribution that he gives, heart hustle, 
uh, leadership, everything. What his number one contribution, I think, for this team is how smart he is. You don't make it in this league just pure talent. You have to have you have to be smart about how you play and and how you benefit your team. The thing is, he's very smart and he knows that his time is going to be given to Fred Van Vliet. I think because of how Nick Nurse also treats his players, he treats um, people who work hard. And there is legacy that uh, Kyle Lowry does bring to this team. But at the same time, um, there's the leadership that uh, you have to give to the ones that you're teaching to. And I think that both Lowry and Nick Nurse understands that this, this is the time for Fred Van Vliet. His story of becoming a non-drafted player, winning a championship with the G League, then winning a key, being a key cog, winning a championship with the Toronto Raptors is is a huge story uh, for the Raptors too. Um, so that's why I think, regardless if he plays uh, under or starting for Fred Van Vliet, it's it's going to be a positive no matter what. I do know that Fred Van Fleet is aware of the situation. He's commented on the fact that he would like to start, but if his place is on the bench and he's the sixth man, so be it. I don't think he's going to waver because I think he's very sensible. I'm just wondering if other teams might see his worth and try to offer him that starting position, which we've seen that we've seen this story time and time again. So I'm not concerned from the Raptors camp, but you never know when another team, because let's be honest here, when Fred Van Vliet's on, he's on. Like, for God's sakes, yeah. he got a, a, a finals MVP vote over Lowry, over Siakam, over Gasol, over Ibaka, over Green. He got one. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, when he's on, he's, like, insane. So... Who knows if another team is going to try and swipe at his opportunity? Because let's be honest, Masai is not the only you know managing wizard in the NBA. There's there's other very very clever people running their teams. So I yeah I I don't know. I think when you when you put a ring on, that changes everything. You know that that's another thing. He's a champion as well now. Yeah, but he's a champion with his team. You know, with these teammates. So that's why I just right. I just feel like even if you, he gets paid. Uh, he got paid here. He had the opportunity here. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's just my thought. But anyways, this is this is going pretty long. Um, I I'm glad we got a chance to talk Raptors and all the everything else when it comes going on with the NBA. Clearly, uh, but we got to run because you know we got to wake up to watch uh, the Rockets versus Raptors at 6 a.m. in the morning. So, <laughs> uh, before we, oh, you can <laughs> yeah. Before we do that, uh, Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can also follow my film editorial website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-L-E.com. I'm starting my best picture project, reviewing every single best picture winner, one a day for 91 days, or 92, something like that, um, starting on the 13th. So it's coming around the corner. Plus, I still want to hear your picks. Best films of the decade, worst films of the decade. My reader's poll is still open will be for about another month so send in your picks also jay and i were brought back to the golden state of mind podcast we were talking post-championship raptors versus golden state both of our teams the futures of both the f like the first time in history where 
Two teams in the finals aren't even being talked about in the playoffs anymore. They're not even being considered for the finals. It's a great discussion. We had a lot of fun. Loved being back on the show. So check it out, Golden State of Mind. It's a great show, guys. Uh, Jay, where can I find you? Uh, you can find my work on Raptors HQ. It's been a little bit of a busy week. Uh, I did mention the uh, Raptors uh, season preview and how we fare against uh, other East foes. Uh, that's up now on Raptors HQ. Uh, earlier this week, uh, we, the the entire staff we were doing uh, player previews and my my uh, preview on Rondé Hollis Jefferson also went up. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm working on something possibly for Thanksgiving for next week. Um, and then, yeah, we are like less than two weeks away from the beginning of the season. So my my games of the week column will obviously be ready for, for every every week. So, yeah. Sweet. Busy time over Raptors HQ. I'm excited. That's dope. And you can find me at uh, on Twitter at JLong20. Also on That's A Rap Pod on Twitter. Make sure you find us. Uh, on uh, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, guess Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, uh, just search up Raptors HQ. You'll find us there. Uh, but until next time, boys, that's a wrap.